The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. A number of years ago, I was sent by the Lauder Foundation to Poland to meet with the hidden children, children that were hidden during the Holocaust, children that barely know that they are Jewish. I met with them for a week, an entire week. And there was one brother and sister, middle-aged, during the course of that week that came to every lecture that I gave. They were so interested. As I was about to leave at the end of the week, they came over to me. They said, Rabbi, it's fascinating. We learned so much from your lectures, so much about Torah, so much about the commandments. It's all beautiful. But we, we couldn't do all that. We're so far away from that. How could we be ever Jewish people that would be involved in Torah and be involved in mitzvot? And I explained to them, it's possible for anybody. We have to go step by step, little by little. It's in their roots. It's part of them. And we began to form a relationship together. And the brother and sister kept in constant touch. Finally, one day, I don't know how the subject came up. They told me, they were never at the house that they were taken when they were little, little children, little toddlers. They were never back at that house. They never saw it. Too many painful memories, too difficult to go back. Their parents were Neregal Kiddush Hashem. They were holy martyrs in the Holocaust. It would be too difficult for them to go. However, I sensed that perhaps there was a reason why they should go. I encouraged them. I told them to go back. I told them, go and see where it all started from. Perhaps when you go back, there's going to be a moment of sensitivity, a moment that you may feel connected to your roots. And so the brother and sister took my advice. They went and they started to look at the outside of the house. They looked around, how curious they were. They even went to the back of the house and they started to look and started to imagine. All of a sudden, the elderly neighbor came from next door. The elderly neighbor said, what are you doing? What do you want? Why are you looking around? What are you trying to do over here? The brother and sister said, please, please, we mean no harm. We were little babies, little toddlers when we were taken from this house. Our parents were killed in the Holocaust. Excuse us, but we just wanted to see where our beginnings were. The man begot all choked up. He said, Reuben? Reuben is your father? Miriam? Miriam is your mother? And they said, yes, that was their names. You are the children? You were those little babies, so cute, so precious. Wait, wait here. The man ran inside the house. He brought out an envelope that he had saved all the years from the Holocaust. An envelope that already from the sun and the wear and the tear had turned from white to almost brown. The brother and sister took the envelope and they opened it up. It said, if there is anyone from our family that survived this terrible darkness, this Holocaust, if there is anyone that will ever read this letter, we have left over for our little son and our little daughter a precious, precious 
Yerusha, an inheritance. And then it said exactly where the treasure was buried, behind their house. And it gave a little map detailing exactly where to find it. The elderly man ran inside the house. He brought them out, digging utensils, a shovel, other things. They all went back and back of the house and they began to dig and to dig and to dig. And finally, they found something. They found something wrapped up and wrapped up and wrapped up. And they started to take off one covering and a second covering and a third covering. Finally, they found the treasure. Finally, they found this tremendous find. However, it wasn't gold. It wasn't silver. It wasn't jewels. It was a precious siddur that had been given by the parents to the children. The siddur was already worn. The acidic elements of the earth began to wear away at the pages. The gold band from around the edges had already been eaten away. However, inside, the pages were perfect. The letters, the osios, were clear. The brother and sister broke down and cried. They saw what was considered to be the most precious possession, the heritage that their parents had wished to pass on. Yes, it is our obligation. They came to me and they said, we don't know how to read this. We don't know how to use it. We want you to take this. We want to give this as a gift to you. And I said to the brother and sister, you can't. This is yours. This is your precious inheritance. Please keep it. But they wouldn't hear of it. Finally, I said, I will take it for the time being. If you will agree that I will send to you both a beautiful sitter with full explanation of what prayer is and how to pray, exact directions. If you will take it and you'll use it, temporarily, I will hold on to this sitter for you. They agreed. We are the shepherds of this world. It is up to us to make sure that we reach out to every neshama, to every soul that has become estranged and disenfranchised, and we let them know about their precious heritage. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.